Hiya, welcome to Faith in the North. I'm Claire. And my name's Martin. We live in the Northeast and want to wrestle with faith and life. And we wanted to share with you the chats that we have about life and faith. So this is our podcast. We hope you find it helpful. Thanks for joining us as we continue our journey. Welcome to our podcast. Hello and we're Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas because we're reflecting on an imperfect Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, Weather Watch, I think that we'll make this the last one. I'm not going to go about it in the new year. Okay. But a significant event happened, which was... There was snow! <laughs> we had snow. It was we very exciting. really frustrated because suddenly we're seeing all these pictures from Cambridge. Everyone, oh, yes, of snow. Two or three inches of snow and we're bone dry and then... We had snow, although it was pretty, it wasn't easy to make a snowman with, it just didn't no, really compact. but the white stuff was there. Yes. And also, the, the last week, the weather has been absolutely beautiful. Yes. It's been really, really chilly, mm. um, but, you know, beautiful pale blue skies, it's been lovely. There we go, and then we had the snow, and now we've got kind of subtropical Yeah, and warmth. rain. And rain. So it's been a bit gloomy today, to yeah. be honest. There you go, but all the snow's gone. So an imperfect Christmas mm-hmm. is what we're reflecting on, just this challenge, I guess, to think through what is Christmas and how are ways that we might try and make it perfect and why is there an issue with that, I guess. Mm, yeah. So I don't know where your, where's your starting point, I guess, when, what was our experiences growing up, I guess? Yeah, I had, um, I guess I would say I had a fantastic um fantastic Christmases growing up as a child yeah, okay. they were I guess imperfect they you know they weren't perfect mm, okay um there wasn't necessarily the kind of um chestnuts roasting on an open fire and the beautiful smell of a real tree it was an artificial tree and um an electric fire but um it was I've just got some seriously special memories growing up as a child I know that mum would um generally not stop wrapping presents till about one in the morning <laughs> so she would be exhausted come Christmas day um but there was just so much effort went into mm. making sure that we had a really special day and we mm. did you know I've just got I've got a whole box full of of lovely memories mm. and I think I so my uh, parents ran a shop and we'd often be open till late on Christmas Eve mm. uh, and then we'd travel up to Leicester to stay with my grandparents and I d- I've got I look back on that and yeah it wasn't perfect but it was a family time we were together um you know we had small extended family but they'd come around on boxing day even in its limitedness it, I still look back on it and think you know, it was special and you know I enjoyed our traditions our limited traditions mm-hmm. and uh the fun that we had but it's yeah I guess it wasn't perfect in any way and yeah I think when you're a child you don't you haven't really got the capacity to think out, so you just accept what's happening around you, don't you, to a certain yeah, extent? Yeah, I, I think that's one of the really lovely things, is that children um, children don't expect perfection. They, yeah, they, have, okay. um, they have, I don't know the word for it, but they have very um, limited expectations, perhaps. Okay, yeah. They, they want their, their toys, they mm. want their um, lunch. Um, but most of all, I think, and this sounds corny, but I think I think they want to be in a loving family. Yeah, okay. I think they want to know they're in a secure, happy place mm. and that um, a happy event is going on around them. And I think if, you know, those things are in place, I think typically children are, are pretty happy on Christmas mm. Day. 
um, they get a lot from the atmosphere and um, the feelings of especially the the grown-ups and other children around them. And traditions and stories. You know, so yeah, I've heard sure. loads of stories from your family. We have traditions like the games we play. Yeah. You know, everyone who sits next to the fire when the dining table's out. So there's those just silly traditions that you kind of build up and they form part of that nostalgia of yeah. Christmas. But, and they reinforce it year on year. Cause some, you know, <coughs> I think when I, we did the same thing every Christmas. You know, mm. We went to grandma's until they passed away every single Christmas. So was the same story yeah okay I mean we every year. we didn't necessarily always I wouldn't say we we did Christmas the same every year I think sometimes we were um at home sometimes we were at one grandparents sometimes we were at the other grandparents but overall there was just that sense that I'm with my family everybody's happy this is exciting and you know that was that was enough for me and were they always happy in your memories in my memories now somebody challenged me on this recently (laughs) to say that um i've not necessarily always got an accurate um way of remembering the past really because normally you say you remember everything really clearly yeah i remember specific events so i would say i disagree with that person (laughs) that i do remember the past really clearly but then there's definitely perhaps something in me that that um, remembers things with rose-tinted spectacles but I'm sorry, not uh, when it comes to Christmas, I really believe my mum pulled out all the mm. stops to make um to make every Christmas um as lovely and she allowed for the imperfections. Mm. So there might have been, you know, for example, my parents' marriage falling apart. So from an adult point of view, um things were very definitely yeah, okay. imperfect. Mm. Uh, there was there was, you know, there were other things going on that I was not aware of, but um I certainly was still mm. having a fantastic time. And I think my first Christmas with your family, your mum bought me an Xbox. She did. She Which didn't want you to not feel part of the family, <laughs> so she went all out and bought yeah. you an Xbox. It was pretty epic. And now Toby has got that Xbox in his room. He was playing yeah. with, with his mates today. Which he now sees as vintage. Yeah. <laughs> so just to make you feel really <laughs> old, it didn't feel like that many years ago. And now right. he's using the Xbox as a vintage item. There you go. But um, and I, I so then I was trying to think how we've done Christmas over the years, and I think we've done lots of different things. Yeah, you know, thinking about you know maybe some of this, maybe we've put some of this expectation or this perfect Christmas onto it. I don't know. Yeah, I think um, I would say compared to the memories that I've got of growing up, mm. um, of a of a very imperfect perfect Christmas, um, I've managed to kind of. I've managed to kill Christmas, I think, to a degree. I think um, I think I was very much aided and abetted by Country Living magazine. Which is now banned in our household. We are, I am no longer allowed to buy Country Living magazine, um, which just really pushed this, um, this image, this feeling that you had to do Christmas in a certain way. Mm, and that okay. meant you had to have the fire roaring, you had to have um, the perfect poinsettias on the table. There was to be absolutely not a jot of tinsel in sight. Um, everything was to be real. Nothing was to be artificial. Everything was to be baked and um, handmade. And for years, I really went down this route. Yeah, I okay. was crafting all the way through November um, trying to make sure everything was beautiful. And bearing in mind that we never really had... Um, a huge amount of cash mm. that made it even more of a challenge yeah, okay. to make sure everything was perfect um, 
and do you know it just ruined Christmas for me Mm. it ruined craft for me (laughs) I just generally felt always that I was not not being good enough that my hair didn't quite fit in the way that it didn't sit in the way that they did in the magazines um my house didn't look how it did in the magazine I was just utterly ridiculous Mm. I mean really how far from the real meaning of Christmas is that Mm. um but I you know, I sadly for quite a few years went down that line and um, yeah, it ruined Christmas for me. And Martin, mm. you usually refer to um, Country Living magazine as, as porn pretty much. <laughs> so it, you really take a very dim view of it. But I have not bought that magazine for quite a few years now. No, I mean, Not that, to say there are people who very I'm definitely sure there you read, don't want to. read this magazine. And for you, that might not be a problem. Um, but for me, it certainly mm. sent me down the wrong way. I did. And I think we... And I think that chasing after that perfect moment and making sure everything's permanent, it kind of just destroys, destroys it, doesn't it? And yeah. I think we've, I think where we've um, learnt a bit is just trying to accept. And some of the, um, I don't know who said just about leaving all the all the mess, the kind of, when you unwrap all the presents, just leaving the mess out on the day. Where did that come oh, from? Oh, now that was a little gem of a book. Was it, um, oh, the the guy's name, I think it might have been Stephen Cottrell. Cottrell. Yes. Okay. Uh, he wrote an Advent book where there was a little thought for each day of mm. Advent. And it was a wonderful, wonderful book. And it really helped me to change my perspective on Christmas. But one of the things he said was the most delightful mess in the world is the mess that you get on Christmas morning. Mm. And be very, very slow to tidy up after it. And since then... I really hold back on, you know, when you've got that complete heap of wrapping paper and bits and foil wrappers from sweets and everything's just scattered all over the the floor on Christmas Day. And now I just hold off on tidying that up. I let it just be and revel in in the mess, in the Mm. messiness and the joy that was found in opening all those presents Um, and just how blessed and lucky we are to have been able to share presence mm. with each other yeah yeah no it was uh that was an interesting little lesson just leaving the mess out and not um being too fastidious about packing it away um and i i think i was just reflecting on from this sunday and uh, thinking through about how just accepting because i think i do it as well it's like well i don't feel christmasy mm. you know and if i don't feel christmasy i've got to try and engineer a christmasy feeling yeah. Uh, and you, you ever flow on this, uh, and it's like rather than going down that route, it's just how are you making the most of the Christmas time? Mm. You know, so in like today, the kids have been off school, family life's a little bit slower, pace of things yeah. a little bit slower, being but just being present with them in their school holidays and being, yeah, you know, just trying not to engineer stuff because it was pretty warm today. You know, it wasn't like a, yeah, if it was snowy all week, then you might, you know, that helps. Yeah. I think helps you feel a bit Christmassy, but um. The whole concept of being Christmassy yes, is quite interesting. It's I don't know what that even really what does means it mean? because what does it mean? So obviously in a different culture that doesn't celebrate Christmas, they can't have this feeling of being Christmassy. So what what is what is it? What is feeling Christmassy? I guess it's a mixture of um, association with Christmas of the past. And nostalgia. And nostalgia is really powerful, isn't it? They talk yeah. about that, just this looking back. And I think you look back to those childhood feelings, those childhood expectations of coming down and 
the magic of the presence yeah. and whatever, you know, whether you had that as a child or not, not everyone did, but just that nostalgia is, is what sells stuff. That's yeah. what country living yeah. is selling. It's selling yeah. the nostalgia of Christmas um, in this kind of picture perfect sort of way. So I think um, it is making you, being Christmassy is feeling nostalgia perhaps mm. for past Christmases. It's also excitement of yeah, Christmas yeah. to come. Um, so I, th- I think there's a lot of emotions mm. go on that merge and kind of roll together in, in the term Christmassy. Mm. Um, but I'm not sure it's something to be sought after. It's fine. You may well feel Christmassy and there's nothing wrong with that. Indeed, it's a lovely feeling. Or maybe feeling. not engineer it because that's, that's what we do. We engineer it, it yes. by thinking, well, I've got to buy everything. And if I buy yeah. everything, if I make my house look this way, then I will have that Christmassy yeah. experience. Um, but um, yeah, right. And that I wonder if that's what we chase. Yeah, and that leads us down this kind of mm. negative spiral of just trying to create an engineer because, you know, you can't expect Christmas Day to be perfect. It, and it will, the same people around Christmas Day are yeah. around the day before and the yeah. week before and the month before. And sometimes it can be more challenging because you're throwing everyone together. The expectation that you put on that one meal, yeah. you know, is, is, is mad, isn't it? Well, that's, that's why we've, um, we've, completely uh thrown the towel in on um on christmas lunch and i mm. think that was again as a reaction for all these years of needing to do the country living christmas and um, so one year we decided when the stress was getting absolutely you know out of all proportion i was feeling incredibly anxious about christmas and i think you just suggested well let's just stop let's just mm. not do this Let's just have pizza. Yeah. Well, it was that, but also we had some good friends. Oh, we did, yes. Who told us the year before that. that they were all going to have their favourite meal. Yeah. Uh, and all just cook their own meal. And we were so horrified at that point. Maybe I was, you weren't. And it was like, it took us a year. And then we got to Christmas and you were like, oh, I don't watch. So they were just to go back on that. So for Christmas Day, each one of them got to choose their own favourite yes, ready meal. And their ready meal would be cooked and all served together for Christmas lunch. That was their Christmas celebration. And we were. And at, the, for, at the time when we heard this, we were kind of horrified. You're going to have a ready meal for yeah. Christmas Day? <laughs> um, but then, yes, one year later, again, when the stress was getting out of all proportion, you then But no, said, I, I think it was... I think it was... Because I, st- I struggled with it. Because I was like, no, you have to have uh, you'd said You'd said, let's just do something different, uh, I think. Okay. Um, or and let's no. I nah, right here, right here. You go. No, here this, we go. Remember the gospel. This is the this the is real the truth. gospel according to Claire. Um, I had said I didn't want to do Christmas dinner anymore. Uh, okay. It was it was too much. I wasn't coping well with the stress of it all. And then you had disagreed, and then eventually, I think I'd got to such a level of stress. You decided, right? No, enough already. Let's go with the pizza idea. So, uh, just to clarify, to clarify, so this this is not just frozen pizza. So we make our own pizzas, and they're delicious. And then we have the crackers. The are we doing pigs in blanket? All those. Yeah, we're and we're um, we're definitely doing Christmas pudding with lashings yes. and lashings of brandy cream. Yes. So, for all intents and purposes, it's a Christmas layout. But this is going on for four or five years yeah. now. Um, and this year we gave the children the they voted. Yeah, we thing. voted. It was very democratic it in was. the Cockrell House. We voted on what we were going to have for Christmas lunch. And it lunch, was unanimous. And it was unanimous that we would have pizza. So that's yeah. our reaction against the perfect Christmas. And we love it. And we I think it is a reaction. It. it is. I guess we're trying to 
maybe prove a point to ourselves, but also, you know, we, you know, most, we don't eat a lot of turkey, you know, and we chuck mm. a lot of food out. We're often traveling the next day, so it's like, yeah. it's not like we can kind of... There's a lot of waste. ...use it. So that that's kind of... Uh, I think we're trying to... And there's very little washing up after it. Yes. It's Christmas dinner <laughs> where you can drink, you know, a reasonably good amount of wine and not need to worry about doing the washing yeah. up at the end of it. It's mm. a win-win situation. So that's our imperfect Christmas. But the real Christmas was pretty imperfect. And I shared a little bit on yeah. Sunday just about how messy and different, I guess, that experience. You know, we kind of... There, isn't, there was no bleak midwinter. It was a red hot... It was sunny day, I suspect. Likely, they they do say that it's likely September. Yes. And September in the Middle East it's is still toasty, toasty. And, you know, there was big families around. There was a big community around. This wasn't just Mary and Joseph in isolation. And that was a quite, a, you know, I tried to get that point across on Sunday that they, you know, they had an entourage. Mm. There was a big family thing. This wasn't just two lonely people wandering around. No, definitely. Looking for a house. This was, you know, a big group of traveling people. Um, so it wasn't in isolation. I think that's really overlooked. I think generally yeah. speaking, we see it on the Christmas cards, um, but also in the way people talk about the nativity. Um, it's seen and talked about as if it was Mary and Joseph walking by themselves to Bethlehem. Mm. And this just, it's just not that, that way no. in you know ancient jewish culture they would have been surrounded by family and friends mm. all doing the same journey all crowd crowding into the inns and the um public places yeah. so you know mary would not have been alone with joseph when she gave birth she would have had her aunts her perhaps her mother her sisters all of this big family would have been with them mm. as they as as Mary gave birth mm. and in that so it's it's big and it's messy and it's you know just full of of life and noise and mm. energy and no doubt irritations and mm, frustrations sure. so kind of what we often experience mm. um you know in, in on Christmas day when there's far too many people sitting around the table and you're all suddenly thrown together like to think that Mary and Joseph were just quiet by themselves is just not yeah, not, not the case. And just to say on that, actually, a beautiful picture is um, really portrayed in a book called um, Christ the Lord by Anne Rice. Rice. Um, absolutely a wonderful book that talks about Jesus's early years. Um, so it's a novel, um, but the, the way it kind of describes um, the early nativity yeah, okay. scene is really... It just it opened it up to me. It helped me to really picture um, what life would have been like um, at that time. And you're right. So the the whole kind of mess of a family, the whole everyone crowding around the table and it being quite chaotic is you know is reminiscent of that you know same story. Yeah. Um, and it is just this kind of consumer-driven image of what we think Christmas mm. was. Although I think the advertising's changing, you know, so I... Yeah. We don't watch much adverts because we can tend to stream stuff so we don't see adverts. But the few of the adverts I have seen, there's more inclusivity in it, more acknowledging, you know, just different family situations, yeah. that it's not everyone smiling around a table, which was the, you know, for years, the only image you would see. Yeah. You know, there's other... Portraying other family situations that are different and diverse and i'm aware at christmas time just if we're not careful we say 
when we talk about Christmas, we talk about family Christmas and children's yeah. Christmas. Yeah. And I'm a bit hot. I'm trying to be hot on it in church life as well, how we talk from the front and how we share about it. Because I'm aware that that's some people's Christmas mm. is that love, you know, being around children or grandchildren, but not everyone's, by far not everyone's no. you know, experience, that it can be quite a lonely affair. It can be quite an adult affair with no children yeah. around. Yeah. Um, and so Indeed, that brings most us Most of us are probably going to spend some Christmases feeling yeah. lonely. Yeah. You know, sure. some more than others, but all of yeah. us are likely to spend, you know, one or a number of mm. Christmases and they where are we're not around children, where we're not yeah. um we're not in a big family set up. So whilst Christmas can be chaotic mm. and filled with family and that can indeed itself be very imperfect um, and can bring about a lot of tensions. Also, being by yourself yeah. can be really difficult. And, yeah, I think Christmas is a bit of a marker, isn't it? So you, a bit like you look at your birthdays, but I think maybe Christmas mm. is more because it's more, I don't know, it's, it's more corporate. people. Yeah. yeah, more corporate. So you look back and you look through, you know, so you think, you know, what was life like last Christmas or the year before? Mm. And, you know, there's, you know, certainly if your family life's changed, yeah. you know, so if the children have left and grown that looks different if your marriage has changed then that looks different you know these things do keep changing and evolving and there's markers there and i think if you're not careful you romanticize the small child christmas um uh, and you know we've kind of uh, we've had an extended small child christmas just because the age gap you know of our children so even now you know youngest is only seven so we're still going through that you know we've been Mm. going through it for the last eight years nine yeah. years if not more no we've been doing it for 15 years 15 years, years. there you go yeah, 15 years 15 of years of that of small person small christmas, christmas which you know is lovely and it's but that's a long time to but go I'm, through that. i really struggle with the children growing up and mm. i read somewhere that christmas is a time of year which lends itself to introspection and i absolutely agree is christmas mm. where i suddenly think kind of oh no another year's passed mm. what were we doing last year the children are getting older they're going to grow up soon so, you know, I tend to spiral a little bit at mm. Christmas. Kind of th- all the time on that one. You know, all the time on that <laughs> one, just, yes. But Christmas, Christmas brings about a, a particular yes. kind of keen reminder yeah, of and another year going. And we have elongated it, you know, so yeah. we've had 15 years of it, you know, and we'll still have a few more years because, you know, yeah. of that kind of, um, yeah, excitement of Christmas morning. Yeah. You know, um, but, um, and then there'll be a new phase. Yeah. And then um, that will be interesting in itself. But that comes back to that. You need to <coughs> acknowledge and make the most of what's in front of you and what, you know, whether that's a few friends, whether that's a big family. And it's about how are you appreciating and valuing that thing for mm. what it is, not trying to freeze it, freeze frame it. So I guess also thinking about what does our, yeah, so we've changed a lot. So this time last year we were mm-hmm. in Cambridge. Yeah. I think by ourselves again i think we went up to newcastle after christmas yeah i think we took a couple of days and then went um, up then the christmas before that we were in cambridge and locked in by ourselves yes yeah that, yeah, that, was, that the was the christmas the famous year yes when we were all told we were, we were only blur, about really. allowed to be with one family yes and that when we kind of um but then what does christmas look like here so we've been you know nearly three months in north allerton yeah. And this is our first Christmas. We've had some good experiences. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, our life looks very different from the, if you think about markers wise, mm-hmm. you know, from this time last year. Um, you know, our life looks different. Yeah, I've gone 
all out in decorating the house this yeah, year. I'm surrounded and by paper. It is really very <laughs> far, just to say, very far from a country living house. <laughs> um, I've I've gone all out with tinsel and um, uh, little funny character paper chains, and um, I'd say there's still scope for more. You think we could go I, more? I think there's more. I mean, yeah, our house. We live in a rented house at the moment. Um, and we're not putting pictures on the walls. And know. I think that's it because, you know, this is, we are only likely to be in this house this Christmas. Yeah. And um, okay. by next year, we'll be moving into mm, our, yes. um, our permanent home. So living in a rental house, it's, you know, there isn't, like Martin says, um, there aren't pe- there's not um, pictures on the walls and it has been a bit um, lacking in homely mm. cheer at mm. times so going all out for christmas and um decorating the place has been fun mm. and it's made the place feel a lot more homely and and just i wanted to make the most of the fact that just because we're only here for a number of months i wanted to make the place feel like mm. yeah we're here mm. and i think i am in decorating the house this year i really wanted to be very present like just what What's fun? What's cheerful? What makes you, mm. what makes you smile? Um, I think that so was evident when that. we decorated our massive real tree, and um, yeah, that we just fit it in. That Sam took on himself to launch baubles at it rather than no. And I mean, genuinely, I need to make sure people are aware of what that actually means. He literally <laughs> stood at one side <laughs> of the room and threw baubles onto the tree until I got hit on the head too many <laughs> times with a bauble and um, insisted that he stopped. But we bought a tree that was it looked like a good idea in the garden centre, um, and is is way too big for a lounge, and it's just out of all proportion. <laughs> to be fair but i love it it's it's really really lovely it's dropping needles like there's no tomorrow um it's going to be a twig by christmas day (laughs) but um, it's only because every time the kids go near it they give it a good shake and a good rattle if he's just left well i made the mistake of putting chocolates on the tree that's why there's needles yes i put chocolates on the tree and the children are desperate to find out where the chocolates Mm. are um so there's yeah so one thing just to finish on and i think it's a it's a challenge to us. So wintertime's the darkest time of the year. We have all this light generated by Christmas, don't mm. we? And then you come to December, they're reasonable to keep your, your decorations up for a few days. I don't know, what is it supposed Six, to be? The sixth, sixth I think. Sixth day. Yeah. Then you take them down and suddenly we're plunged into a couple of months of darkness. Yeah. And we've lost all that light. And I do think it's a difficult... That's I, I think January, February is yeah. a difficult few months um, just because you've... Yeah, you've had all this excitement and then it's come yeah. and you're just waiting for spring. Um, and I know we've yeah, you've struggled a bit in that time. I know, I I'm really I aware of that, actually. So I really <coughs> struggle at um, at about three o'clock every day in the winter time, And I think yeah, that's just okay. the time in the day when um, the light starts mm. to drop. The, the limited light that you get in winter starts to wane. And um, in cr- Christmas time... I'm cheered because just as the light starts to go, when I, my mood starts to drop, um, you put all the Christmas lights on and mm. you, 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 know, you get a bit of cheer. You go outside and everybody's got all their lovely bright lights on their house and it's just so encouraging. Um, and then January comes and there's all the gloom and the light you know, isn't increasing mm. noticeably. And you've got none of the Christmas lights to cheer you. So, and every advert you see is for diets. I mean, that yeah, that's I mean, astounding. That's, so it's you, the worst time of year to go on a diet because everything is gloomy. And then, just to make matters worse, you don't take any encouragement in right. lovely, sustaining food. 
you limit your <laughs> limit yourself. Um, so yeah, I really think January is the worst, the and worst it's time like in the switch. whole year. So as soon as Christmas goes, then suddenly it's Weight Watchers adverts on the telly. And so everything changes. How can we take? comfort yeah, right across I, the christmas period that I think it sustains yeah. us so that we're because happy at christmas but we're also happy into the new year because you know the tr- christmas tradition is to celebrate christmas after yes christmas traditionally Day. medieval times right up to kind yes. of the the early 20th century whereas we front load it yeah because we like buying stuff and shopping and then come to christmas and then it feels like well we can't talk about it anymore you've got to have moved on but I do wonder whether there's something in this January, February window mm. that actually keep acknowledging that Christmas story because we so quickly move on. It's like, bang, on New Year, New Year's resolutions. Everyone's got to be positive. We're all going to move on. Yeah. Uh, and you can't talk about it. And I think we've lost something of the Christmas. I just, I don't know where that, that felt like, you know, not in our lifetime, but I think it was a subtle <coughs> change to suddenly focus in on the, the beginning. and Because that actually would, if it was... You kept the Christmas celebrations going into January. Well, I think it would go. The Christmas celebrations went into up to Candlemas, which mm. I think is the start of February. Yeah, okay. um, I'm sure somebody could correct me on well, that. You're an Ang- you're a, you kind of grew up in Anglican church. You would know. Yeah, I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's early February, yeah. if not end of January. But so, but we do. We just we just kind of move on from it. So I think there's a you're know, holding on to that, um, and I think it's one of these rhythms. You know, kind of cultural rhythms of you know come january this new year's resolution everything's got to be you know positive and new and you've got to suddenly start a new hobby or go on a diet mm. or do these other things and it's artificial and you know so i'm i'm when i worked in a gym and we've been going to the gym here and i know you know like i can book a class now and there's 23 spaces mm. i know come january i won't be able to get into a class yeah and the gym will be rammed for a couple of months and then if it's like it was used to be when i was managing it would go down you know, mid-February and you'd be back to normal because there's this bit of artificialness to it. I guess it's just thinking, and I don't know how we practically do this, but thinking that, um, you know, really holding to um, John 1, just being aware of the light that has come Mm. into the world. And is there a way of really holding to that in January, Mm. holding um, to the light that is Jesus come into the world? Now, I'd I know how I can, I know that I can say that, yeah. but how do we practically do that? I know back in, in Shelford, we did that um, one year. This was the lockdown year, um, which was really pretty grim. So we um, encouraged everybody within the church to keep their lights, ah, their Christmas did, lights yeah, up. Um, and on. Up and on, um, right through until the lockdowns mm. ended. So it went right on till right on through February and we kept up the big um lit up church star yeah, we did, didn't we? and we and kept we our, our own we had front. lights on the front of yeah. our house and we just you know and so many people within the community kept their lights on mm. because it was it, it just cheered those around us it cheered children walking by it cheered mm. old people it was just it was just encouraging and how can we um, go into January holding mm. to the joy of Christmas, holding to the singing and the dancing and the lights? And, you know, I would love to see, mm. you know, especially, you know, within the church even, how we, how do we make January joyous? Mm. There you go. We'll leave that thought with us. Um, so we've got a bit into New Year. I'm not sure if we're allowed to do this because no. this was our Christmas special. So I don't know if we were well, supposed to talk about the New Year. To do another one. 
and before the new year. Okay, so, so then we've kind of killed two birds with one stone. Yes. There you go. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. A Merry Christmas and, Merry and a Happy Christmas. New Year.